You're listening to MedPoint's Half Hour of Health, live on AM980 or online at am980.ca. Got a question about healthcare, dieting, exercising? Give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your host, Ron Young. Good morning, London. I want to welcome everybody to the program, of course. Every Saturday morning at the 9.30 half hour, myself and the MedPoint team will be joining you, talking all things health and fitness, uh, as well as nutrition and some other relevant articles. So if you have a question that you want answered on air, 519-643-2222. I'll be happy to field uh, any questions, or at least try to field them. Uh, I've traded in the team today. We don't have anybody with me, so uh, now I know how uh, Bonnie Tyler really felt. Um, you know, all alone, uh, but you know, we will, we will prevail here. So, uh, let's, let's talk about a few things that is going on here. Um, obviously March madness is, is happening and I did my bracket. Things are looking pretty good. Things are still intact, which is, uh, a bonus for me because usually in the first round you have so many games that it just gets just blown to heck anyway, but we're still prevailing, and uh, Pete actually had a really good bracket there, so uh, anybody who filled out their brackets will know the heartache that you go through during this time of the year. Um, what's new at MedPoint? we got a lot of stuff going on. We still have the 13-week challenge in full effect. We have Taz as well as Brad Gibb and uh, the two contest winners, Michaela uh, and Andrew, and they're doing awesome. Uh, they had their halfways uh, a couple weeks ago, and obviously they're still working towards, and you can hear our feature on the Taz show, uh, every couple of weeks he does uh, the How Fat is Taz, and he gets in the bod pod, and he, he takes the uh, transmitter over to MedPoint there, just across the street, and he asks people, how fat is he with the body fat percentage? Because we have the bod pod at MedPoint, and that gives us that accurate body composition reading to say, look, this is how much lean mass you have. This is how much fat mass you have. Um, because before the bod pod, it used to just be underwater weighing and now you conveniently don't have to get wet. So, uh, we have that challenge going on. They're doing fantastic. It's great to see them in the gym working hard. Um, Brad Gibb is another guy who just, you know, he works hard in the gym. Matt, does he work hard over here? I think he does. Does he work hard in his uh, in his everyday job? I don't see him too too often, but when I see him, he's usually working pretty hard. Yeah, I always hear his voice on the radio. So, anyways, we're happy to have them there, and uh, obviously happy to continue to make people healthier because that's why we're here, and that's why I'm here uh, each and every weekend. I want to make sure people are informed about the issues. I want to make sure that people kind of know what direction to take with their exercise, with their nutrition habits. Um, so, And the other thing that I wanted to talk about that's new at MedPoint, and this may interest a lot of people, MedPoint nutrition bars are now in. Uh, we our, our team worked with uh, individuals in California to, to design uh, one high-fiber and protein bar, and the other one is a, an energy bar. Uh, with uh, carbohydrates, so you can kind of fuel for exercise or whatever you're going to be doing. Uh, and they're on sale now. We're we're happy to say we got them in with the proper labeling, everything like that. And uh, they're natural ingredients. They're stuff that you'll recognize. You know, I'm always a little bit leery of, of any foods that I'm eating that maybe has 
more than 15 ingredients on the label. But with these bars, you can be assured that, you know, you're getting something that your body will be able to break down easily, uh, something that has proper portions, has proper fiber, protein, carbohydrates for, for whatever your needs are, whether you're just going to start exercising or whether you're just finished a workout session and you need to get uh, your kind of stores replenished, they'll do the trick for you. So if you want, you can come by and uh, pick up a box of them. We sell them in individual bars, six packs or the 12 packs. Um, and they're great. They're a great product. They taste great. And I know when I have one that I'm not harming my body. I'm, I'm eating great ingredients that, that are handpicked by the kinesiology team at MedPoint. So that's kind of cool. Um, I want to go to the mailbag because we have a couple things going on the show today. Um, later on, I'm going to be having David Martin, medical student and a friend of mine, joining me to talk about uh, the dangers of, of being a sports team doctor, overprescription of drugs, different things like that, because we've seen a couple stories recently that have come out and uh, with uh, football players retiring and, and NHL stars, you know, passing away too young. These are great, uh, great things to talk about and certainly will shape the future of sport and perhaps medicine. Uh, but let's go to the uh, mailbag first. I want to pull an email question here, and this is from Jerry. Jerry said, I recently strained my leg muscles playing volleyball. I've been resting, but it doesn't seem to be getting any better. What should I do? It's a good question, Jerry, and uh, leads me into kind of this uh, mentality that when people get injured, they often feel that, no, I should just take it easy. I should just rest it. It'll get better over time. But in reality, if we're not giving our body the proper tools to rehabilitate that area or to promote blood flow, nutrients in and out of that muscle body, then we're not doing ourselves any favors here. Um, there is a certain extent that you should rest it, but at the same time, we need to make sure that we're stretching those muscles that have become tight, uh, in the supporting area and also strengthen the muscles, um, you know, on the opposite side of the joint to help lend the support as well. Because what happens when you, when you go through injury is you have the inflammation response, uh, and then it starts to swell, um, Muscles get tight. So if you're just not going to do anything with it, chances are it's going to heal improperly, which will maybe even set you back a couple extra weeks on your volleyball team, unfortunately. So my general guideline, you can use ice within 24 hours of injury after that, typically heat to help relax the muscles, help get blood flow into and out of the joint. Um, you know, it also depends where you injured your muscle. If, if, you know, I, I had an injury uh, when I was playing uh, volleyball a few years ago and, and I strained my quadricep muscle and that's the muscle right on the front of your thigh. So I had to go through physio for a couple weeks. Um, not saying I couldn't have done it by myself, but it is good to just have a, have somebody assess it and uh, kind of give you an action plan to, to put in place. I wasn't too long there, thankfully, and the people at Kennedy Fowler are awesome. But, um, yeah, just making sure that you, uh, you do the proper things when you're hurt to get better because you can't just expect things to automatically heal. Um, 
you know, our bodies are kind of designed in that way that we can, thankfully, you get a paper cut, it heals, right? You, you strain a muscle, it should heal. But we need to make sure that we're doing uh, certain things that will help promote that healing. Uh, and especially if it's a tear of the muscle or a tear near the tendon of the muscle, and that's a, the tendon attaches the muscle to the bone, and that's very important. So make sure you stretch and you strengthen. Uh, for injury prevention, stretching just before uh, sport is not always going to be beneficial for you. I, I recommend doing stretching programs uh, throughout the week. You need to make sure that you're thorough and consistent with it to try and prevent injury. Um, okay, I want to take one more email, and this one is from Sue. Um, Sue said, I want to get started with an exercise program, but I don't have the extra money to spend. What direction should I take? Sue, that's a great question, and it's a question that a lot of people ask. Quite simply, you know, we need to make sure that our priorities are sorted out in the, in the fact that we are paying more attention to our health. There's nothing more important than our health. Let's put it that way. If you don't have health and good quality of life as you age, certainly things are going to be very difficult for you in later years, and perhaps you, you, know, you won't have great uh, quality of life, and, and you could become a burden to your family and friends. Um, it was just the other day I saw, it just broke my heart. I saw maybe a a 400 pound man on one of those motorized carts and he was smoking cigarettes. And, you know, I just thought to myself, if only, you know, they could understand and recognize, because that's kind of the first point. And Sue, I'm glad you emailed in because the first step is saying, I'm going to commit to something. Because you can go through life and you can just kind of, you know, go day to day, week to week, living um, and, and, and not doing much about it. But, you know, overall, things like heart disease, diabetes, stuff like this can creep up on us. And these are serious conditions that I don't want to experience. I'm sure nobody wants to experience. But it happens. So where to start? I mean, you can certainly start with a home home workout program. There's a couple different ones. I know my wife was uh, doing some of the T25 workouts uh, for a couple weeks there. Um, you know, if you don't have a lot of money, even buying some dumbbells. You can get away with a, a great workout just doing dumbbell-based stuff. Also nutrition. Make sure you're not buying junk food. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me because when I worked in the rehab sector, you know, we'd have people come to the end of their treatment plans, perhaps treatment plans that they were better, but not to their full potential. And when we mentioned that, you know, you just have a couple visits left, we need a few more in order to fully heal you, they would usually... um you know, dismiss that idea because of finances. But these are the same people who would come in and tell me about how awesome their new 50-inch TV was. We need to make sure that if health is a priority to us, that we we spend accordingly. And, um, you know, it it is kind of uh, where your priorities lie. So making sure that 
you get started, you know, budget so that you can maybe look to allow more money for exercise and fitness equipment in your in your daily monthly budget and uh, certainly you can kind of go from there so i want to take a quick commercial break but after the break we're going to be having uh, my friend david martin on talking to me about doctors in sports so we'll take a quick commercial break and uh, we'll be right back you're listening to medpoint's half hour of health live on am 980 or online at am980.ca the most interesting health news, advice, and your calls at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Once again, here's your host, Ron Young. I want to welcome everybody back to the program. Thank you for joining me today. I'm flying solo today. I don't have any of the MedPoint team with me, but that's okay because we're talking about great issues here. And um, on the phone, a good friend of mine, we've been friends for quite a few years, He's a medical student. He's just about ready to graduate, so he's nearly a doctor, not quite. But I thought he'd be a good expert to kind of talk to about this subject. And, you know, when when people ask me, why, why weren't you something else? Why were you a kinesiologist? Well, now that all of my friends are becoming doctors, you know, why do I have to be? <laughs> so let's go to the phone line here. We have David Martin on line one. David, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Ron. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So I just I threw this article to you, and I thought this could be an interesting thing to talk about. Pro sports doctors may be per- over-prescribing drugs to players, and this kind of comes at the tails of um, the whole Derek Bugard, uh, NHL player, who apparently overdosed. Uh, you know, this guy was 28 years old. Had a good career ahead of him, certainly was a scrapper, but we know that every team needs that. So Dave, let's talk first about, I know this might be kind of a U.S.-Canada thing, but I know you're getting close to graduation. Maybe tell tell me and, and talk to the listeners a bit about some of these regulations about how you prescribe drugs and, and certainly sports teams and athletes, um, how they get their drugs. Uh, so uh, specifically for prescribing drugs, I mean... Whenever a patient comes in and you're trying to find out if a medication is right for them, you have to kind of look at all the factors involved. You have to look at the patient, their age, uh, other risk factors that they might have, uh, other medical conditions that they might have. Mm-hmm. And you kind of put this all together to figure out if there's appropriate medication, what's the appropriate dose, and how long you're going to use that medication for uh, to appropriately treat them. Yeah. So uh, that's in general. And uh, now when you're going into the sports medicine it's uh, the team doctors who are responsible for prescribing medications to their players. Mm-hmm. So uh, kind of what this investigation showed was uh, that Derek Bugard specifically was just being prescribed a, a ton of sleep patient and painkillers. Mm-hmm. And um, just from multiple doctors, um, an, an insane amount of these uh, medications that can be dangerous. Yeah. And... Um, I think that's uh, really what's uh, bringing it to the forefront and really if there is a mistake made and how it can be prevented in the future. Mm -hmm. Well, and Derek Bugard, let's face it, I mean, when you're a scrapper, when you're kind of one of the rough guys in the the league, of course you're probably going to have to take a few more painkillers, right? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. I think what they're kind of getting at here is if if one doctor won't do it, Mm -hmm. you know, we can just pay another doctor. Yeah. What's the consequence for 
doctors nowadays if if you know they're caught kind of doing this because it's not unrealistic to think that one sports team may send an athlete to two or three different doctors if they're not mm-hmm. giving them what they want. Yeah, and you know what? That's just it, right? Because you do have your team doctor, but these players as well, it doesn't they're not necessarily just going to their team physicians. They they may be going to physicians that they know outside and uh uh you know what, if any physician sees these individuals and just says like, Okay, yeah, you are suffering from pain, I can give you something on a short term basis to try and help with the pain. Mm-hmm. But if they're doing that with ten, twelve, like fifteen doctors, they're they're accumulating a lot of pain medication, which uh, all all in all can be very dangerous when uh, put together. So yeah, that's true. I, I think uh, what they really need to do is try and centralize the the process a little bit more. And uh, I mean, when uh, people are getting pain medications like this, you, you pretty much make to need to make sure that there's only one person prescribing it. But mm-hmm. again, it's so difficult to regulate that. So and that's what was uh, the case with Derek Bugard. Actually, there's uh, quite a few uh, different conditions that were prescribing him medication. Mm-hmm. Now, is this kind of Dave? Is this kind of like the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase? Everybody has their price, and uh, you know if because I was talking on the Craig Needle show and and we were chatting about Coke and how it's uh, apparently a healthy product now, which I don't buy, but of course, <laughs> you know, with all the controversy surrounding it. But if Coca Cola is throwing five million dollars at me, I might have to think about it a little bit more. Well, I mean, we all take a Hippocratic oath to first do no harm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what you need to consider. But what happens is you get this conflict of interest because these physicians are paying for the rights to be the team doctors. And uh, when they're doing that, who are they really an employee of? Are they an uh, employee of the organization and the big sports teams and the mm-hmm. owners? Or are they uh, trying to help out the players and, on an individual basis? And you know what, if they're not the ones who are going to be able to get those players back on the ice or back on the field as quick as possible, I'm sure they can be replaced. Yeah, and that's the sad part about it, right? Because, you know, safe to say, Dave, we'll mention your Toronto Maple Leafs. I love them. (laughs) I know you love them. But if somebody went down with injury right now, it's safe to say they wouldn't. They probably wouldn't be have drugs pushed on them and rushed back to the playing field because there's not much left to play for this season. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, if you maybe you're a Montreal Canadian or a New York Ranger, even perhaps a Nashville Predator fan, <laughs> maybe you want you know your your star guy back there. Mm-hmm. So it comes down to that you know how quickly can people recover from injury in a realistic time frame with appropriate medicine, right? Mm-hmm. You know what you're really uh, pushing these athletes when you when you push them to do stuff like that you hear the the stories right of like Sidney Crosby playing through the playoffs with a broken foot mm-hmm. and uh what was it Kurt Schilling uh, playing baseball with a torn tendon in his ankle that was sewn back on like Jeez. Uh, I mean you hear these things and it's 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 obviously there's a lot of pressure from the team because they're trying to get their star players back out there but at the same yeah. time I think you have to try and be reasonable and see how much you're really hurting these players long-term. And if you're really doing what's in the best interest of the players. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure some of the teams, you know, as much as Pittsburgh loves Sidney Crosby, you know, in 10 years, there's going to be another Sidney Crosby that they can mm-hmm. probably snatch up from somewhere. So mm-hmm. let's just ride this horse until he gives up. Exactly. Maybe. And then you see what's happening now with all these NFL players and the story mm-hmm. from uh, the Jeremy Newberry, the uh, 49er who, had just injection after injection of pain medication every single game for his whole career, and now mm. suffering from kidney damage. And 
mm. as a direct result of all of the pain medication that he had. Yeah, it is sad, and uh, certainly making sure that these athletes are educated in the proper ways uh, and that they take the appro- the appropriate return-to-play measures is going to be very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, I want to thank you for joining me on the program today. We're going to be wrapping things up now, so uh, I'll let you get back to it. Thanks a lot for having me, Ron. Yeah, take care, Dave. Take care. Bye. So that was Dave Martin, uh, medical student, soon-to-be doctor. He's a great guy. Very well spoken. I want to thank him for joining me on the program. I want to thank everybody for listening. And, of course, you can tune in next Saturday uh, on the 930 half hour, only here on AM 980. That's all for me today. Thanks for joining.